This is episode 171 of the IDRA Class Notes Podcast. In order for project-based learning to really take hold and be effective at a campus, it requires the vision and dedication of a very strong leader who can help move obstacles out of the way for project-based learning. And one of those is working across content areas. In order for that to happen, uh, teachers need time to plan. And they need that time uh, you know, in, in a planning period to discuss and, and talk about how they're going to grade the project, what's the timeline of the project, and a single teacher doing that by themselves is not going to get very far. Greetings. This is Aurelio Montamayado with IDRA, and today I'll be interviewing one of my colleagues, Mark Barnett, Chief IT Strategist at IDRA, and we're going to be talking about projects-based learning and student success that comes from it. So, Mark... How did you get started? So I got started with project-based learning as a teacher. I was always interested in having my students do projects that were more meaningful and purposeful and long-term instead of just kind of doing day-to-day lessons from the textbook. And at that time, I wasn't really aware that there was a methodology to project-based learning. I just knew that kids were engaged by projects. But later in my career, when I worked for the Texas State Education Agency in San Antonio Region 20, I got trained in project-based learning uh, facilitation, and I worked with the um, Texas STEM network, and we trained teachers all across Texas in project-based learning at STEM academies. So that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics STEM, okay? That's correct, yeah. So all across the state of Texas, these STEM academies were set up, and one of the core components of these STEM academies was that they had to follow project-based learning, um, and schools were put up on a three-year implementation plan where the first year they explored ideas with project-based learning and received coaching and professional development and mentoring. In the second year, the teachers were expected to do at least two projects per six weeks, And then in the third year, they were expected to have more of a full-time implementation of project-based learning. And so through all of my coaching and facilitation and project-based learning uh, and professional development, I've kind of been really immersed in this idea and have helped lots of teachers and schools. So what have you experienced as the unique benefits of project-based learning for students? Well, for students, I think that it gives them a unique opportunity to collaborate with other students. Uh, where a lot of schoolwork is seen as individually focused, where students are working on one particular thing. But in project-based learning, the project is usually so large that one person can't do it all by themselves. So they have to work together. They have to collaborate. They have to kind of have like this teamwork and assign tasks to each other. You know, in modern professions, teamwork is a key thing that employers are looking for, especially in advanced professional situations. So that's key. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that project-based learning really tries to hit on are the the 21st century skills. And, uh, you know, collaboration and teamwork are on that list of 21st century skills, but but so is the the usage of technology. So in project-based learning, um, at the end of the project, students are expected to give a presentation. And so normally, I like to have teachers give students an option where they can use technology in that presentation. It could be something as simple as developing a PowerPoint presentation or something more complex where the students have made a video or they've made a podcast or they've made some kind of like an online animation. And with project-based learning, 
um, students get to collaborate and work together on designing these. And then the, the presentation is meant to be like the capstone. What have been the challenges for you with teachers? Well, it's daunting the first time that a teacher sits down to really wrap their mind around project-based learning because it's not prescriptive. There's no book. There's no lesson plans for project-based learning. You can't just pick up a book and say, okay, class, we're going to turn to page one and do project-based learning. It requires teachers to really think in advance and in full what are going to be the details of the project, what are going to be the deliverables of the project, what are going to be the milestones, what are the expectations, what are the core concepts that are being embedded inside of the project? Now, which of those pieces are in collaboration or, or dialogue with the students, or does the teacher determine all that up front? Normally, when, when teachers are first immersing themselves in project-based learning, mm -hmm. I ask them to come up with the ideas for their projects and come up with their goals. And as they become more familiar and they have some experience with project-based learning, then they can start to kind of bring in students in defining the goals and objectives of the projects. Okay. So a challenge is getting the teacher to understand this is an approach. That's the challenge. What are the challenges that you've seen with the students around project-based learning? Students are, are actually you know, really quick to like project-based learning. Why is it so attractive to them? Because it's not the normal everyday, day-to-day -day learning. It, it gives them an authentic experience, and it's usually something that's, that's both challenging and interesting to the students. And then I found that students really like the presentation aspect of it. Even though some of them may be fearful of public speaking, every time that they, that they get an opportunity to speak, it builds their character, it builds their self-esteem, it builds their, their presentation skills. So the public product and the presentations is not a, just an added thing. It's just an essential part of project-based learning. Yeah, it's, it's part of the core pedagogy mm -hmm. for project-based learning. The students give a presentation, and we like that to be a public presentation. So in, instead of just presenting to their to peers in the yeah. classroom, we expect that they bring in a public audience, whether those are parents, it could be other teachers. But what really makes it authentic is, is if they invite people from the community that might be related to that project. For example, if students are working on a project about water quality, they might want to invite somebody who works in the field of water quality to be a part of the panel who asks questions at the end of the presentation. You said that initially when teachers are learning to use this approach, they might come up with a lot of the information, the questions and stuff, but when it becomes authentically student-centered, the students do come up with the key questions and the, what they want to investigate, right, or do? Well, everything goes back to the standards. So, you know, all projects should be aligned to the standards that have to be taught in the classroom. So students are not always aware of what those are. So a teacher still has to kind of frame the main goals and objectives, but where students can have their own authority is when teachers offer students a menu. And on that menu, there could be uh, several items that the mm -hmm. students can choose from, like maybe they choose to write a paper, or maybe they choose to make a video, or they choose to design or build a model of something. And so when students have those options, they have ownership to choose those options for themselves. Now, the state standards are fairly general. You know, for example, in Texas, we have under English language arts, and I've got them here because I've been also working on some projects, to demonstrating use of content, technical concepts, and vocabulary. Composing and editing copy for a variety of written documents such as scripts, captions, schedules, reports, and materials. So these are broad things that perhaps in the classroom are hard to teach, but then a student will be motivated for those products 
because of the actions, right? Right. And you know, you mentioned those DLER standards. I, I think it's really valuable to cross collaborate with other areas so that, you know, if you are an English language arts teacher, you can bring in social studies concepts, you can bring in science concepts, and you can really expand the breadth of the project. uh, And vice versa, the social studies teacher needs written products so that English teacher can guide the students in their work of an English language product, which is an essay perhaps, for the social studies class, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So a lot of schools that we work with uh, we try to get teachers to collaborate across projects so that one project might have a math grade, a science grade, a social studies grade, and all of the teachers are kind of working together around this larger project idea. Which brings up the challenge that if one lonely teacher is trying to do project-based learning in, in his or her classroom, but nobody else on the campus is doing it, it's very hard to work across disciplines so that there needs to be some collaboration and co-planning, right? Yeah, that's true. In order for project-based learning to really take hold and be effective at a campus, it requires the vision and dedication of a very strong leader who can help move obstacles out of the way for project-based learning. And one of those is working across content areas. In order for that to happen, uh, teachers need time to plan. And they need that time uh, you know, in, in a planning period to discuss and, and talk about how they're going to grade the project, what's the timeline of the project, and a single teacher doing that by themselves is not going to get very far. Now, aside from the key issue that the campus principal, for example, must buy in and support the process, what do you see as the key roles and tasks for someone introducing this concept? Let's say what you've had to do on campuses. I have a really good project-based learning 101 half-day professional development that I provide to schools who are exploring the idea of project-based learning. It kind of gets them from from zero to project-based learning really quickly. What makes it good? It breaks down the seven core components of project-based learning really easily. I show them a a video that shows another school district here in Texas how they've adopted project-based learning. It makes it just really easy to comprehend and understand. It's school district-wide? So one of the schools that I work with uh, in the past has a school district-wide project-based learning where every teacher teaches project-based learning every single class, every grade level. And that's in Maynard ISD. If you're interested, you can take a look at their website and see more about how they implement project-based learning at Maynard ISD. So aside from your initial workshop, your 101, what are some key roles and tasks in follow-up that you've had to do that are important to sustain the project-based learning? Yeah, so one of the most important things that I work with is helping teachers individually. Sitting down with the teacher, looking at their project goals and objectives, looking at their timelines, and then offering them advice, giving them critical feedback on their projects, uh, and then giving the teacher time to ask questions. Because it's such a new concept, I want to make sure that teachers feel comfortable to ask questions. I want to make sure that they feel that they understand how a project is supposed to be produced, how do you help them work across disciplines in a, in a, as a team? Yeah, that's a good question because not all teachers are aware of what the other teacher standards are. So if you're a math teacher, you may have no idea what the standards are in social studies. So being able to bridge that gap is important, but it takes a team of people working together to communicate that. So the more time that these teachers spend together planning, the more they get to know each other's standards. And I actually have teachers have that conversation. Uh, I'll have the teachers explain to, to the other teachers 
what's going to be in their standards in the next six weeks. And they'll kind of give a high-level overview of those. And so the social studies teachers will explain what they're doing. And the math teachers will explain what they're doing. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden you see these light bulbs going on. Like, oh, well, that, that could connect to what I'm doing. Or this could connect to what I'm doing. And then a project emerges. What have been some highlights for you in terms of student projects that you've seen that have memorable that stayed with you? One of my favorite projects that I've seen recently came from a social studies teacher that teaches Texas history in seventh grade. She had students making uh, quilts. Each student had to make one frame of the quilt, and each frame was about one of the events leading up to Texas independence. And then to work with the science teacher, they learned how to build a circuit using conductive thread, they sewed a circuit into each frame of the panel. So they've got science and social studies working together on the and same project. what did project. that circuit do in each frame? It lit it up? Or yeah, it would, it would light up a certain oh. event, like a flag would light up, or maybe like there was a frame that had a cannon in it, and the cannonball wow. would light up. And so the kids had to think creatively about which elements of the, the panel would be lit up by the LED lights. They literally had Texas history covered. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, keep up the good work, Mark. A word of encouragement to anybody who's interested, connect with our online information. Yeah, we've got some great resources on our website. Uh, if you go to idra.org and just search for project-based learning, we've got a really good infographic and some newsletter articles about project-based learning and implementation. And, of course, if you'd like to learn more or want project-based learning at your school, please contact us. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.